What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. It's the Anfield Wrap on your Monday here. Uh, though you might be listening to it on Tuesday. There's three podcasts where you can listen when you want. But we're recording it on Monday in Liverpool City Centre. Uh, and we're talking about the fact that it's an absolute head wreck at the moment. I'm joined by John Milburn, uh, Dan Fieldsend and by Adam Melia. Uh, Dan's book's good. It's called The European Game. You should check it out. But he's just coming in today to talk about the Reds. Um, and it's a head wreck. It's a head wreck because of the Lallana injury. Because it's been a really good pre-season and we've seen exciting young players. But there's no sign of the great leap forwards. That was expected. And if I say promised, it maybe overstates it. But which was indicated the club was going to do. On the other hand, there appears to still be money to spend. Um, on the other hand, after that, there appears to be a manager who won't spend it, except on a couple of lads. And his comments this weekend suggest that. And then there's the Coutinho question. So let's do all these one at a time, Adam Melia. Lad. Lad. <laughs> we start with the um, lad. You can't just keep saying lad through the show. Good. Is that, is that your plan? <laughs> Might be. The Lallana injury throws throws a lot of things into focus quite quickly. Uh, there's been conversations around, do we or don't we need another midfielder? One injury to Lallana for three months, and then the presumed sort of wear and tear that happens throughout the course of a season. To all players, you can also simultaneously with the Hoffenheim draw see the reality of five games in 15 days on the horizon. Lad, <laughs> that midfield looks light. It uh, it does draw into sharp focus a few things, and it's it's the fragility, isn't it? The the fragility of everybody's moods as well as much as anything else. Because the second that happens, the most you know, as as a barometer of how people are feeling, I could see the most positive out of people I know having a massive wobble and being able to see, as you as you say, there is not enough midfielders there. The, the conversation was being had everywhere. Suddenly, everyone's looking at how many games Lucas played last year, and you know that that seemed to be that seemed to be a common conversation over over the weekend. Look, there's just there's just not enough. There's just there's just, there just isn't enough bodies in that mid, mid midfield, and yeah, you know, is 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 there really is there really nobody there in between the level of Avi Ajaria and Nabi Keita in the world that we might be able to get? It's. <laughs> It, well, it's, just, it, it, it's the throwing it into focus. I'll go to you next, uh, John, and then I'll go over to Dan. It, it is the throwing it into focus of of it It just doesn't take much. And building a squad is a, is a balancing act anyway. You don't want to get into a situation where you've just got too many players and too many lads that are losing match fitness and they're standing around and all of that. You don't want that on the one hand. But on the other hand, you don't want to be walking a tightrope right the way through a campaign. And it isn't as though you can look at this this crop of Liverpool I'd say players in general, but you know, let's just stick with the midfielders for a second and look at any of them and go, maybe Genie Wijnaldum to one side, go, you look like your attendance record will be 36 out of 38, son. Yeah, I, I, to your point, Neil, I would rather have players standing around not getting a game than, than having not enough players and having to field lads who, who we know, well, we're taking a, we're taking a gamble with. And, and I think I think my... My anxiety levels have risen over over the last few days, not least of all being at that ridiculous festival on Saturday afternoon, but also social media making me feel more and more angry to, to, about about the the intransigence of the football club. I think I think the um, Klopp has Klopp has come out with this statement over the weekend, which seems to suggest, and, and he's absolutely right. There's a relatively small list of players who improve this first team, and I think I think we accept them and buy that. We appeared to have made a, a, a shopping list of one midfielder that we're prepared to, we're prepared to spend money on, and that, that's the thing that, that to, to Adam's point, there's got to there's got to be some, somebody else. There's got to be more than one player, and I think my my, my frustration is is that 
we supposedly employ quite a number of people in a recruitment department who get know about there's no secrets in football. There's players all over the world. The stats coming out of their ears. We've got this fabled spreadsheet or algorithm that, that, that helps us identify value and all those other things. And our manager, who knows infinitely more about football than any one of us, um, has, has decided he doesn't want to add to this squad. And, and, and that would you just a, just a hypothetical because you're you're, you're a man of the world, Johnny. Uh, would you. you be? Let's imagine for a second you work in that recruitment department. I refuse to believe they've only put one name forward to him. I just genuinely refuse to believe mm. that they will be constantly sort of coming up with ideas, having little instincts, saying, what about this lad, what about this lad? What I'm sort of saying there was, uh, getting to here is, your morale wouldn't necessarily be sky high here. If you feel as though we've put a list together of, of 20 midfielders for the, to the manager over the, over the previous 8 to 12 months, who we all feel, or a number of us feel, or enough of us feel, is worth of looking at, and this is what we're getting back. I, it just strikes me as quite, you know, it's, I'm not, uh, by the way, the manager might be right, and, and, and those people might be wrong, and, and I might be wrong, because I think I've been saying for a while, my view is Liverpool do need to ensure they've got sufficient midfielders. But... You'd understand if a few of them are thinking, well, we're all going out to scout, we're working our balls off here, Gaffer. But, but could you not imagine a set of circumstances in a la Rafa football is a lie that that, um, that Jurgen Klopp's coming out and what he's saying to, to us and what he's saying to his first team squad is that um, there is nobody else, you're, you're, the, you're the best lads for the job. And maybe in, internally saying to all of these recruitment guys, you're doing an amazing job and blah, blah. And there could, there could be a scenario where each of these conversations with new recruits could be at different stages of development and Liverpool as a football club who've just been sell very, very close to the wind with the Virgil van Dijk situation are doing a better job than... My concern with that theory is that I, as good as Liverpool can be at keeping a lid on those things, I don't believe the world of football is good enough to keep a lid on, on those things. And, and, and that's, that's, my, that's my concern. As someone who's seen the way football clubs work from the inside down, I've set you up a little bit here, but yeah. it's a constant process, isn't it? I mean, it is It is worth saying that, you know, it isn't as though, for instance, and Klopp said that when the season ended, you know, you don't all motor into gear on the, 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 the on the 22nd of May or the 1st of June. It's constant this. There will be lists somewhere, so it's strange that there's seemingly the, the only one the Liverpool manager appears interested in at the moment, only has Naby Keita's name on. You're right. Um, so, that, plug number one there for the book. Um, so when I went to Juventus, for example, they'll have throughout the in the build up to the next window, they'll compile four teams of eleven players who they could sign, who could fit in and slot into that team. And I'm just bemused why we seem so hell bent on these two players. Obviously, this is only what we're getting from the public side of things. You know, yeah. there, there will be other players out there who we're linked with, but it just doesn't seem to be happening. And especially now we're missing Lalana. Who is one guy who just gets the club system? You know, not just as a midfielder you're losing there, you're losing an intangible uh, part of that squad. So without him there, you're needing someone who's going to step in and just get that style of football completely. And it, it looks dead in the water, Cater, doesn't it? To be honest, it it, it does, and you know, on that Adam eats. Then there's the, the the game of the weekend against Bilbao. Uh, moves Milner into midfield. Yeah. Milner, Milner hasn't played centre midfield apart from 45 minutes at Stoke uh, for 12 months. Simultaneously, Albi Moreno, who didn't start a league game, uh, who hasn't started a league game this calendar year, only started two last season, and he was available for all of them. Um, but suddenly he's apparently made a leap forward uh, in a left-back sense. And as I say, it's easy... If the if the if it wasn't so clear that there was the money to have been spent on Van Dijk and Keita, that literally Liverpool have tried to for two separate players put in excess of fifty five million minimum on the table, I, there'd be massive alarm bells ringing. So therefore, it becomes well, 
is there no other compromises here, or is 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 this it? I mean, if you, if you look just just before I go on to the, the the details of the transfers, if you if you think about the the team, I would bet money that these particular players will be will miss games through injury, and that's Matip, Lovren, Henderson, Lalana, Sturridge. There's probably another one, but those continue. Coutinho maybe, but he was Arigi. the other one. He, he was the other one I thought of, and and may, maybe yeah, Chan and Origi. But the, the, that I think that would be a safe bet to say that those players will miss games through injury, partly because I, I make partly, partly, they'll miss a month. Minimum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and Lovren loves a, a cheeky three week layoff. Yeah, co- but, collectively, I mean, I mean, across the course of the season, they'll miss a minimum yeah. of a month. Before. Yeah, they, 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 you, well, basically, we've seen. What I'm saying is that's a predictable pattern that we've seen. Those players, some of them were actually injury prone players, and that's kind of why we got them for a bargain fee, which is partly a, a, a problem I think of building of building a squad of bargains is you get things like possibly not as good attitude or possibly not as good fitness record, things like that. Um, and so that, coupled with the fact that Ray the fitness egg might, on the on the sly, have a bit of a point, <laughs> and Klopp's, Klopp's team trains the hardest, they press the hardest, they're going to get injuries, aren't they? It's not that dramatic to say. So that therefore we do need we do need bodies, we do. And so, so that was just something I was thinking when when um, Johnny and Dan were were, were were talking, just to sort of finish off that that point around around the Lalana injury. The thing about the the thing about the bids is, and this is where, as I was saying to Dan before we came in, I kind of have to remember while we are flapping and my position, like everybody seems to be shifting, I have to kind of remember what my stances on things generally are <laughs> and like just write them down and remind myself when, when I'm either, you know, buoyed by something or, or cast asunder by some other sort of disaster happening. So, I mean, my, my position is that I generally think that, that Klopp, you can, be, you can trust his actions more than his words like with a lot of football managers, like Johnny's saying, football is a lie, the Rafa line. And I, I, he's generally, I think he generally it does try to be honest, but I do think that sometimes, especially around transfers, he will say something and actually be doing another. Yeah. Um, and so the actions, the actions around the transfers that the whole club have done have been interesting. And it was something that I brought up on a gutter show, I think, is that w- when both Cater and Van Dyke seem to be going at the same time, I was thinking, this is interesting. They actually do seem to be doing both. Not, n- neither one or the other seems to be the priority. And I was thinking, that does seem like there's solid money there. It's actual actions. But then as it came to it, we didn't pay we didn't bid the, the asking price for, for, for Cater and we haven't bid for, for Van Dyke yet, as far as I'm, I'm aware. We haven't actually put any money on the table. So that's me being, my, one of my positions is, is one of cynicism around the ownership and generally not cynicism around Klopp, but thinking that the actions speak louder than his words. That's why I'm in a bit of a tailspin just to sort of, as you can tell, I'm flapping. I'm talking about ten different things now, haven't I? But that friendly against Bilbao, against Athletic Bilbao, he did things that you just didn't think he was going to do. That I, I just didn't imagine Milner in midfield, and I didn't imagine in Moreno. You know, the, the Moreno comeback. We're all, we're one step away from Sacco coming back, which is just the things that that Klopp does. Uh, you, you sort of you can sort of put your you can bank on him being predictable, I think, Klopp. He's quite a predictable manager. So suddenly for him to be doing unpredictable things and then saying things afterwards that go against all the other things that he's done does make you worry a bit. I think that's... Go back to you, Dan. I think that's what sort of... That, to a certain extent, is is, is what's, what's in my mind there as well, in that, you know, 
it is it is a shift in behaviour and a shift in tone. Now, you know, it, it, I think the football is a light point. It's important. I think that you know we we, we see that things things happen differently and I think that you know come on to discuss it that you know we, we, you can put an argument together that we are because I think we are uh, that's why you can put the argument together we are stronger than last year I don't sort of dispute that with the manager the thing that I don't I don't quite get is I would have thought at football clubs people want to try to ensure that they can do the very very best that they can uh, across the course of an entire campaign and yet with this scenario at the minute wherever it ends up being you just don't quite feel as though as though that's the case. Like there's a there's a plan to do it a certain way, and that certain way will be achieved as part of the process. If you see what I mean, like that 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 bit of process is important in people's minds as outcome. And as getting close and close to the end of the window, it is it is it, it's throwing that into focus as well. Yeah, it's getting to panic stations now. Um, so I was going on Wikipedia yesterday, and I was looking at the squads of the teams who were going to be around us, and Arsenal accounted so. Say guys who could play maybe five Premier League games for each team. Arsenal had 31 players there. You know, when I was going through Liverpool's, we had 24. It felt like we were really going to play. It's mad how few Chelsea have got. Yeah, Chelsea is weird. But Chelsea's they, they, less than us, I think. Yeah. And then it, you saw the two things, didn't you? The two teams, it's the Arsenal the yeah. and the Chelsea yeah, one. Yeah. Um, well, Arsenal, Wenger's come out and said Arsenal needs to sell. Which yeah. is interesting. I might, might, might throw open Oxley Chamberlain, but it's a separate show, separate conversation. But you know, Dan, no, it is, it is a noticeable difference there of sort of lads you'd feel comfortable giving five, five to ten Premier League games to before you get to, for instance, Woodburn. Yeah, and again, I don't like quoting Raymond the Egg as well, but for our style of football, like Adam touched upon, we should be the ones with thirty players yeah. maximum because, like you say, the guys you mentioned will lose, will lose throughout the season. Um, so yet. Yeah, you were right as well, what you were saying, Adam, I felt about that that game against Athletic Bilbao in the sense that I still don't really know who's going to start against Watford. Um, with Milner being in midfield, but then we're having a new right-back, I think Milner might come back into left-back potentially, which makes me wonder why is Moreno playing so often? And he's been good. He's been one of the, the guys we can count as a positive this pre-season, Moreno. Could be shot window. I still think it might be for uh, I, I, I think the same. I think, I think if there was a genuine intention to play Milner central midfield, first league game of the season, I think we would have seen it more than just the, yeah. the final game of pre-season. Although in previous pre-seasons, almost the final game is the most instructive one. You tend to see a, a dress rehearsal for the first. And I, find it, I find it odd to... If you're going to that, try that... That was that, definitely not, I don't think. No, no, but, but I mean, it would be... Um, I find it interesting that you're going to throw a wild card and you throw it in, in the final... Preparation that we've got for, uh, for for the league starting next week. I don't know if I'd even sell Moreno now. Just keep up, keep them all. <laughs> we haven't got enough footy players. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, that, that, that might be what he's thinking, Dan. You know, he might be thinking that he doesn't want. He might genuinely look at it and thought, well, because he seemingly doesn't. Do, you know, he's he's been quite clear since he's come in that he doesn't want us to all think that transfers the answer. He's been really vocal on that since minute one. He's also mm. been very vocal about the fact that he's he's the person who's predominantly responsible. For this, that he's he takes the full responsibility for transfers. He's not he's really not shied away from that either from minute one. So he's been very articulate on the idea that he does his work on the training grounds. That he that he also quite clearly believes in his footballers. Yeah. So I do you know I'm the the Moreno shop window thing. I'm skeptical of is the wrong word, but because I still I think it could well be possible. But there is every chance that he that he would rather 
look at the current situation, look at what is or isn't possible in the transfer market, um, and feel as though he'd just rather work with the lads he's got and find those solutions than actually um, go and find a solution from the transfer market, which I think is something that we still find difficult, especially when we do think that we've got a little, at least when I say a little bit, we've got a significant amount of money, not as much as, say, Barcelona, but burning a hole in our pockets. When he first came in and he said them comments about developing players and not wanting to buy them in, that was so refreshing to hear. You know, and pardon me, you think, yeah, you're absolutely bang on there because you're looking at players like Joe Gomez who you're wanting to feature. You're looking at the likes of St Alexander-Arnold as well. But then there's the injuries. You don't want to get to the circumstance whereby you're coming up to play Man United, say, and you're having to play both them players together in a back four. You know, so then it starts to get a bit panicky then. Um, and also... I think what you're touching upon there, what you said, Neil, was at the director of football role. Like, who's going to be accountable if this proves to be a hellish window where, you know, worst comes to worst, we lose Coutinho and we don't sign the targets we have. Who then takes the flack for that? And none of us wanted to be Klopp. I still think Klopp's been our best signing for five years. So, you know, who is the guy? I think those, um, the FSG out psychos will come out of the woodwork completely. Hello. <laughs> how, how are you, Adam? Not all psychos. <laughs> how are you, Adam? Um, all right, all right. Uh, there is the other thing that strikes me, and just on that, I remember, and and this is where I find it, where I find it difficult. And let's let's say you know that that that, that it is that, that there's an unwillingness from the manager not to get his main targets. He, he, all the talk around doubters, not believers. As as Dan said there, I think that the manager's fantastic. I think that he got his 76 points last season. I think he could have got his 86. And this season he could get his 86, even if we didn't do any more business, but everything just stopped as it is now. I think it's perfectly possible we could get 86 points. It's worth remembering Spurs had a nightmare transfer window themselves last summer. Only really got one Yama. Uh, the other two signings they went for, broadly speaking, failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can say that, and you can say that you saw them kick on Johnny. So it's important to, you know, and everything we're saying, to put this behind behind this but what I don't get is if you are Jurgen Klopp and you've had times last season in March and April and you've turned around and you've looked at the bench to change it and you had the options that he had at that time one of the things that would really be in my mind is I just don't want to have to have, go through that again I don't want to have to turn around and look at the bench and think I need to make a sub here and then look and go hang on how do I do this He's looking to make game-changing subs, and we're looking at predominantly teenagers on the bench, and, and, and I think it's unfair—it's unfair on those guys. Yeah, it's unfair on those teenagers. Yeah, and and I think um, blooding blooding those lads when you're a couple of goals ahead is is is, that, is great for their development. Bringing them on and saying, "Look, Ben, I know you're only 17, mate, and I know like you've got A-level homework to do, but I'd really like you to." Turn this game around against Swansea, for example. It, it, it's 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 not it's not a fair thing to do. I think I think my reflection on last season, this this time twelve months ago, I did a gutter show, and we we talked about we t- we we were expressing our concern about the lack of ambition by the football club, and the other clubs were, um, well, United were going out and buying Pogba. Not that, that that was necessarily the norm, but we, the ambition of our our rivals appeared to be there for everyone to see, and. We appeared to be, well, the the, the the mantra that was coming out from 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 more positive fans perhaps than myself was that uh, Klopp doesn't want to sign boss players. He want he just wants to develop young kids. And we we and Rob even took it to the extreme, saying, "Well, okay, we won't give you any money and, and, and see, see how you get on." And I think I think Klopp is a development coach. I think that's his that's where he's most comfortable. But he's already demonstrated this season that he was prepared to well. 
he wanted to sign players for north of fifty million pounds. He's brought in Salah for for, for 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 a big fee, and I think he he recognises that to there is an arms race in the in this competition in this competition, and we may not be able to absolutely go toe to toe with 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 the big guys in this league financially. But I think he recognises that that one or two is incredibly helpful, and I think to have. No, my my question my, twelve months ago, Neil, if we'd having this conversation, I, w- I I was very much saying, um, I I question FSG's both appetite and willingness to do these type of deals and their competence to do these type of deals. And probably walking into this room before I bumped into Adam Melia, I was more questioning their competence. Now now Adam's actually put up seeded out into me whether they were ever serious about, 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 yeah. about getting the deals done. I'm but, sure I, I, that, 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 that was, you know, there's a bit of a pinch of salt that, but it did, it did occur to me. There's, yeah. It doesn't the, take much to push me over that. No, edge, I know. Well, that's where we all are. It's fragile at the moment. Like I <laughs> well, said, it, it, the, 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 I mean, just just to, just to sort of throw that back in another way is that I'm looking at it at the minute, and I don't think Arsenal are necessarily going to finish the summer happy with the way in which their business work. Chelsea, when you saw the the, the lightness of that charity shield squad, it was yeah. absolutely insane. It's, and it was really than ours. It was really interesting listening to the Chelsea fan that you had on when you did the gutter show of the other teams. Um, yeah. That that was really really revealing. I thought in what she thought of, of, of their last five years of transfers. Yeah, Spurs. Yeah. I've literally done nothing. Uh, I spoke to a West Brom supporter before yeah. for our uh, for our, our show, looking at other sides, uh, the coach home, and just using West Brom. I know we're not in competition with West Brom, but he was like, "We need to buy five players here." Yeah, I'm going to speak to a Newcastle uh, person who I think is going to say something very similar. Mm. Uh, it's I, I, it, uh, we appear to have sort of to have found ourselves in a, in, a, in a really weird window, Adam. Where it is, it does look difficult for lots of people. Yeah. But that, that doesn't excuse anything. Where it's talking about Liverpool. Yeah, I know, but it, um, but we do find ourselves in these difficult, different situations exactly. every summer, don't we? And just to put it in context, before I tell you what my worry is, but put it in context is that this time last season, we were placated with the idea that we had enough to finish in the top four because Jurgen said we did. He was right. What we were told was that next season, next summer, this is it. This is, you know, this is war chest time. And it's been repeated through the, through the entire year. We're at a key moment right now where that seems to have slipped. It seems to have failed and not yeah. be happening. And there's a lot of... That, and, and so Jurgen's coming out and he's trying to possibly, you know, trying to spin the bad news that's to come. Um, which could, as Dan hinted at, be very bad news, or it could just be quite bad news, or it could be all right news. But anyway, my worry is that the worm starts to turn. It's a key moment now uh, because uh, there's there's no there's no honeymoon period, there's no bedding in period. It is you know it's crunch time for things to start happening for this manager, and these things do go in cycles. And I think what we've started to see is the battle lines be drawn that will eventually become the things that Jurgen Klopp is criticised for, and this starts to happen a lot towards the end of next season depending on what happens and it is things about how he has made these decisions not to sign players and I just I just I've got a, I'm just I'm just sort of a note of caution around that because it the, what we're seeing is the same sorts of pattern of signings or not signings that we've seen throughout FSG's entire tenure and I just I just I'm just saying I don't want to fully lay it at Klopp's door. Gibbo made a brilliant point last week and uh, and it absolutely resonated with me this idea that like our football memory is different from uh, from Klopp. We've we've been here before and we've seen us. We know better than we, him. Well, we, uh, we don't know better than <laughs> we him. Do. We, we we've got we've had a longer experience of not winning the league with Liverpool than than, yeah. than, than Jurgen Klopp's had. And and, and I think uh, we've been not winning leagues for years. <laughs> we've been you want to do that? You come and speak to me. <laughs> When you get the piss taken out of my Blackburn fans because they've won the league more recently. It's, it's well, we know what March feels like when August feels like yeah, this, yeah. don't we? 
I suppose the, the other the other thing I would I would be concerned about. I genuinely don't think Coutinho is going to go this summer. I think I think it'd be absolute. They they're definitely trolling us if they're going to sell Coutinho this year. But but I think I think bringing in the caliber of recruits that we need to bring in, I think is also important for those type of conversations. Because if if you're Phil Coutinho, convincing him to stay, I don't think is a particularly difficult job. If at the start of the summer you're saying, look, mate, we're going to bring in a boss centre off, you, you can continue to help fire us forward and we'll have a, a much better defence next year and we're really going to have a crack at it next season. And and I think the inability to do those things pl- feeds into into your, your, your elite players' mindsets as well. The, the flip side of all this, Dan, is... It's actually been a good pre-season, what you've seen on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool haven't lost a game. Not that that matters massively, but you've seen in patches exactly how this side's plans to attack. You've seen the lightning pace of Sané and... Sané, keep calling him Sané. Salah and Mane. Uh, combine them into one Manchester City player <laughs> at the drop of a hat. Uh, Salah and Mane. And... Again, even at the weekend against Bilbao, uh, Solanke, Woodburn, Alexander-Arnold are all, I'd say, you know, positives uh, from what they're doing, especially when Liverpool have got the ball, uh, especially when Liverpool are in possession. It's This is where there's, there's this cognitive dissonance that sort of kicks in in that, you know, we go to Manchester City on the 9th of September and I'm firstly looking forward to going and secondly, I'm thoroughly expecting Liverpool to put a performance in and, and yeah. I have every chance of getting a result. That there's no, way we, there's no group, if we if we get through against Hoffenheim, which will be a tough game, but there's no group we could get where there'd be anywhere you'd go and think, we can't compete there. Mm. That's that's the strangest part of all of this. That's why I'm sure that maybe, you know, if the manager is listening to this podcast, and I'm absolutely certain he isn't, he'd probably be thinking, what, these lads are the worst lads I've ever heard talk in my life because I'm, 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 looking, at, I'm looking at what we're doing on the training ground. Yeah. And this pre-season, if you, especially if you look at it from an academy perspective, has been absolutely amazing. You know, the lads who've come through Kent, I've been impressed with. Unbelievably, yeah. yeah. Looks a real player. Though. It really does. Um, so at the academy, sometimes they're, well, not sometimes, they're grade players. And the grading, if you're an A-grade player, you can go on to play for Liverpool for 10 years, possibly play for your country, go down a few grades, and you could be a guy who will probably sell for two or three million. Um, you're looking at Kent as an A-grade player, Woodburn, all these guys coming through now are of that standard. So from the academy's point of view, this pre-season, to watch Trent Alexander-Arnold, this young lad from West Derby, show basically Frank Ribery how good he is, that one of the best wingers in the last 10, 15 years cannot get past him, was absolutely fantastic to watch. So while you summed it up, Neil, what you said, that we've not taken a great leap forward in terms of where we were last season, but we've definitely taken a step forward. And there's a lot of positive things you can take out of this preseason. Salah as well, he looks to be a perfect fit. You know, so when you're coaching young guys, especially to dribble, we'll reference players and you'll say either you're a short dribbler and that's someone like Adam Lallana, who's in good in close spaces, or long, someone like Mane, who when he's got that ball out ahead of him, you can't get it off him. Whereas you're looking at Salah, I, can, I think he can do a bit of both. He's both short and yeah. quite a long yeah. dribbler. Looks great around the penalty area. Mm. In tight areas. The timing of his runs is so good as well. He's like um, when Maxi Rodriguez always used to be at the right place at the right time. Salah's like that, but really fast. <laughs> <laughs> and looks dead strong as well, I think. Yeah. Upper body wise, he seems to be able to barge people off the ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it has. It has been a strong pre-season all round. I mm. think it's difficult. There's, there's 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 still a couple of question marks, and again, they might have been the same question marks. And you know, to, to to sort of not to bring all this in because we're going to keep talking about it a little while longer, Johnny. But it does show if people are frustrated and growing frustrated, and I can imagine that, you know, internally within the club, as I say, if the manager's listening to this, he's thinking, good Lord. But I think one of the reasons why is because you're looking at it and you're thinking, it, it 
it won't take that much. It doesn't take that much to, to, for us all to be absolutely buzzing and feeling hugely confident, whether that's the lads who've been linked, the couple of lads, or a surprise. When Alden came a little bit out of nowhere last summer, mm-hmm. a surprise wouldn't take much for us to go, no, all right, let's, uh, we, we, I can see how this works. I can see what the next step is. It just doesn't take much. And I, I don't think you fix it all in the transfer market. I really don't. And I don't think that Liverpool have got the option to fix it on the transfer market. I think we have got to do it differently. But I do think that right now, pulling a little bit of something out from somewhere... It, it, along with all this pre-season, these young lads who played so well, established players who've looked really, really good, you'd be thinking, come on, let's go, let's really go here, Liverpool. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd go along with that, Neil. I think, I think there's... Um, my, 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 I think you're right. There's, a, there's an over... There's an, from a football fan's perspective, we, we, we absolutely want to see the team get better year on year on year. And we actually had a very good team last year. And I think the gap between us being a good team and being a title winning team last year was fitness and, and, and bodies and so I don't want to say mm. Virgil van Dijk could come in and break his leg in the first week or Virgil van Dijk could come in and, and, and take 12 months to settle um, Naby Kite is still a relatively young player he's never played in the Premier League there's loads of reasons why these signings may not be the thing that's the, mm. that's, that solves the problem but but I do, I do think I'm going into a season 12 months on mm. none of my fitness Concerns about the existing squad have been alleviated yeah. over the last twelve months. If anything, they've probably been. There's more risk with some of these some of these players, and, and I suppose I'm, and I'm not saying just let's throw numbers out. Let's, but 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 I would like I would like to be in a situation where I could look at look at the squad and think, well, we'll have an eighteen there that I'm going to play. I'm looking at Cooman at Everton, and I think Cooman at Everton, Dan, is very much managing the next twelve months. That he's not trying to. He doesn't have a lot. I don't believe Cumin at Everton really has a long-term plan about Everton. I think he's making the signings he's making because he's thinking, what well, gets me through the next 12 months, uh, two years max, but I think he's just thinking 12 months. In that, we, I think we can all say, sitting around this table, it's not as being horrible reds, that if Barcelona come on, if, if Cumin has a really good year with Everton, wins the Europa League, comes fifth, and Barcelona offer him the Barcelona job, he's going to say, yeah, that's my job. That, that, I'm made up with that. So if you're Cumin, you're constantly thinking about 12 months. I think you know Mourinho has spent a lot of his time being a manager who, for instance, thinks 12 months. Klopp's in this job at Liverpool and he's got a six-year contract and he very much anyway is a process-driven manager who believes in development of, 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 of a certain type of footballer. And I wonder if on this what you're actually seeing is here, what informs his behaviour is Jürgen Klopp's thinking to himself, well, I'm going to be here in four years and at some point I'm going to make all of this a line. I know what I'm about and so therefore what I don't want to do is, is risk what's in my mind across the next sort of two, three seasons. Yeah, you're right. I think you're, he will be here for, throughout that whole term. Um, I still think there's going to be someone here who can be accountable for this side of the football. You know, the, the financial side, who we can actually, horrible way of putting it, scapegoat for failings. Because we see it on Twitter as well. There's some guys out there who say clop out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just obviously don't understand football at all. But that pressure will grow. He's it, getting Wenger shouts, isn't he? He's getting, yeah, getting a lot of Arsenal Which Wenger is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know how... He worked with Michael Zork at Dortmund. I don't know how he'd operate here with anyone like that. Um, Johnny's point as well was absolutely spot on, where he said that, well, you know, Klopp is used to not winning the league with Liverpool, not as long as we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Sorry, mine's gone, <laughs> mine's gone blank here. It's all right. Well, we, 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 we carry those scars, but I, th- I, think, I think the... Um, the, the the, the, the point of, the point about Klopp being, being here long term and, I, and I'm, I'm actually 
reminding myself of something I said when when we were linked with Klopp. My, I actually said on on a couple of forums, I said I'm not sure Liverpool fans have got the patience for a Klopp project, and 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 I include myself in that because if you look at his record at Mainz and you look at his record at. Um, at, at Dortmund, they were both third seasons. Was when his success started to come, and he got Mainz promoted in his third season. He won his first league with with, with, with Dortmund in his third season. And I I remember at the time saying, I don't think I can wait three seasons for this guy to come around. And in my head, I built myself up to a, this is his third season. This is when it all happens. And, to, and 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 for him to be then suddenly going for these big players, like yes, it's happening, it's happening. This is this is the one. And I'm I, and and that's my frustration. I think that that, I, that my my own beliefs have, have, have collapsed inwards and I've actually the person I said couldn't cope is me <laughs> <laughs> which is it? I've got me train of thought back there completely which is it? what do we want do we want this third fourth this long term project with Klopp or do we want like Neil says a, a Koeman who is just going to go in there for the short term even Mourinho when he's at Man United mm-hmm. silence like Ibrahimovic and stuff or are we happy to see the way Firmino's developed he looks yeah. over pre-season to be another player again Definitely completely he's, had a great pre-season. he's come on a lot yeah. and Emery Khan he, he divides fans lock Khan but I think Emery Khan if you say to him you take him to a training pitch you say put that ball 40 yards he can do it tell him anything tackle, slide, head uh, score an overhead kick from outside the box he can do it it's just that decision making when to do it consistently and I think as he's getting older uh, he's one that is starting to develop as well so do we want that Cumin uh, kind of manager or are we happy to stick with this project which is starting to take fruition now it's it, it's just the thing is 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 that we were it seemed like everything has seemed like progress up to right now and that's what I was saying to start with I think is that we're, we, we're having a wobble a collective wobble because everything that he has said has backed everything that he's done and everything everything has been moving in the right direction and as Johnny said we were supposed to have this thing happening now and it's not and we are suddenly being told things by the manager which we're a bit like hang on that's <laughs> that's not what you said <laughs> or or you know yeah. that that, that doesn't that doesn't sound right uh, and i don't think we're being unreasonable as a fan base to be honest that i think well we're, we're not a, 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 a poly we're not a mass we're, we're not homogenous we're not homogenous yeah so but it's it's not a sort we're not demanding you know we're not demanding superstars in 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 uh, in in every department it's just that at the moment we don't have uh, you know, centre mids coming through the academy, like you know, of a, of a so we, when Gerard came through, Carragher came through, and Owen came through. You didn't need a centre half, a centre mid, and a centre forward. We didn't have any fullbacks, though, so we had to go and buy them. It's just that, in, just in different positions now. It's just to stay with you on it, Adam. I think that the, the, the again, your line before about us or whoever's line it was about us having a lot of experience of not winning the league. I, my my thing on it is is the is that I don't want this manager to end up with a what if. I don't want us to end up with a what if. Last season you were able to what if, and I didn't what if that much. I think that Liverpool, Liverpool season last season is, it's it's a little bit not as similar to Man United's unbeaten run in that it's ever so slightly defined by what happens this season, and that's that's a bit of a thing here. Is that you know how it's seen as a season, and in ten years time when I do the history shows, you know it's always you you can often sort of you, a lot of what you think about that season is defined by what happens in seasons to yeah. come or seasons yeah. prior to that one. So, you know, it, it, it's a contextual thing. But I think last season's a very, very good season. And we saw Liverpool play some of the best football in the country. And we saw them play some of the best football with the country under this manager. And we've seen that they could now probably play better football, given the addition that they've made, especially of Salah. That we can we can argue Liverpool could now play better football this season than they did last season. And that's really exciting and really impressive. The nagging thing is Europe, isn't it? Because this this time last season, we were saying, well, we haven't got Europe. And we, we see what a benefit that has. And now it's the, the flip of that is that we have got Europe. And we, we see the fact that they kick off at half 12 on a Saturday game 
against Watford, and yeah. then they kick off at seven forty-five on the Tuesday against Hoffenheim, yeah. and then they kick off at three PM against Crystal Palace. And that, yeah. that they need to get results, if not necessarily wins, but they need to get results in all three of those games. And there's no hiding places. Yeah, uh, and so that this it's just all, all roads lead us back to where we started. I think a couple of extra lads would have been great. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. No, just to sort of throw that back around, this is at the minute. You know, again, thinking about it historically, Johnny, in a in an 06 sort of season, I'm looking at us thinking, you know what, we're capable of, of, of going either way here. We're capable of being able to push on and really look, look good in the league. 05 06. Yeah, well, I, why I'm saying 05 06 is because then the top four was the top four was the top four. Yeah. And that there wasn't that idea of, you know, you're no jeopardy for that. There wasn't we, a huge we sent the summer plugging gaps and solving problems in the transfer market as well, didn't we? Yeah. So yeah. you you end up feeling as though you've got the you've got the basis to sort of to kick on there. Oh five, oh six, oh six, oh seven. You know, oh six, oh seven. Liverpool have a really really poor start to the season, but there was never really a feeling that the top four place wouldn't come. Yeah. Whereas now, you know, you look at it and it's so it's so relentless the season. And this is the the other thing. Pre City, pre Spurs being half decent. And it's but it's also the, looking at the first ten games of the season, thinking you can't afford to only take fifteen points from those ten. You, you you're not going to be able to get back because the pace that everybody else can go at two points a game pace. So if you slip at any stage during a campaign, any stage at all, if you slip, you're gonna unless you've actually got got the ground in. You're gonna find it hard to play catch up, and that's the same for everybody. For all these six sides who are genuine, who can genuinely think can come top four, you've got to be able to hit that ground running. But you've also got to be able to just keep running. There's, there's no hiding place. I, 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 th- I think if you, if you now try and construct you, so, so we've been, we've been in some dark places. So thank you, Adam, for taking me to those dark places. No but problem, Johnny. Dan, Dan's, Dan's been quite. <laughs> just, mean, just mean on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, that, Dan's been quite soothing and thera- <laughs> yeah, therapeutic, actually. And, 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 but 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 I do think if you try to construct, what, what's what's our our view now? In, if Jurgen Klopp's on the first team meeting this week with the team saying this is how we run the campaign guys this is how we're going to do it it's got to be based on these young like lads are much better than than, than we thought mm-hmm. and we're going to make sure fitness is going to be a, absolutely tip top and I think that there are two conditions now that we that those those young lads are going to be able to be integrated into that first team and get regular games and we're not going to be beset by the injury problems that we have next year and I think that that's got to be his line going into into this week, and he, he might then be having a separate conversation with with Michael Edwards and 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 Gordon and saying, right, go and get me a a, a Van Dyke light and get me a Kaita light. But this week he's got to be saying to these lads, you can do this you, because, uh, and the problem I've got with that is I'm struggling to suspend my disbelief about that being how we win the league. Listen, I've, I've imagined us win the league a million different ways. So, so, and I've, and I've been wrong about all of those. So, this that could be the way that we, we win a league. But I, you've got to go into a campaign believing that you can win, and I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to get on board with that. And that's uh, it's a big thing for Klopp as well, isn't it? The mentality, and I think we do his head in as, as a fan base by by the, our, our fragility and how up and down we are. Um, we're not a resilient crew. We're not very <laughs> oh, resilient, ter- are we? Terrible, lads, <laughs> honestly. And I think, and I think he can see that it does occasionally bleed onto the pitch, um, maybe more than occasionally. And so it isn't. It isn't good starting the season like this, is it? And this is the this is the proper. This is the first. This is the last big proper Anfield wrap before the season starts. And listen to us, misery asses, aren't we? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> bad looking at me and Adam on the same time. I, I think though, in terms of what we've seen on the pitch this pre-season, um, so last year we beat Barcelona four 0 Everyone was delighted. We've done that more consistently this pre-season. That wasn't just a one-off. That Bayern Munich fixture, we look like we can do that again. That type of performance. 
Um, so if we and look, they look further along and more 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 set and argue that Barcelona side yeah. was, that was, and it was also in their grounds. They did not want to lose that game. And no. It's important to say that they were not happy with what was happening. It was the hit cup. It was their sponsors. Um, so that was huge for us. And then also playing against Atletico Madrid, that okay, we lost on penalties, but they're kind of the teams we're going to come up against this year. You know, they're the best in the world at putting everyone behind the ball and frustrating the life out here. And we still went and got that draw, which is huge. So when we're going to the likes of West Brom, we can build on that. It's just like like Johnny says, it's keeping that well that twenty two group of players fit and ready. Going to come on to the fitness back with you in a second, Dan. I just want to give a little mention uh, to a couple of things. The first thing is to an LFC Fun Day, uh, which is taking place next week. Um, there is. That is, uh, it's at the uh, the Anfield Sports and Community Centre. Uh, football, food and drink, entertainment, ultraviolet games. I don't even know what they are. Multi sports and much more. Violet or violent? Vi- violet. Violet. Yeah, violet. It's, it's like uh, powder paint that when um, the kids throw at each other and then they put them under UV light and all kids glow and they have a great time. Sounds Actually, like violence as well. Sounds, <laughs> sounds, sounds relatively violent, violent but ultraviolet. Uh, and it'll be a good one for their families to go along to. So Liverpool are putting that on next Sunday, the 13th uh, of August. It's from 12pm till 4pm at the Anfield Sports and Community Centre. And Robbie Fowler will be there as well in his role as an ambassador for the club. Uh, so he'll be down at that. And that is free for people if they want to go along to it. Uh, so just let you know, it's next Sunday at, on the 13th of August. Another shout out for everyone who came to see us in Dublin. Uh, the Irish cop lads who put the thing together on the Saturday. Uh, and hello to everyone body there and also uh, everyone who came to our thing on the Friday night we had a ball really enjoyed it great crowd great atmosphere uh, tons and tons of laughs um, and I hope everybody else uh, who was there thinks the same thing they seem to on the night uh, felt like a really really good atmosphere much more upbeat than, than, than Adam and Johnny Milburn um, but you know one of them uh, but it, no it was great and so thank you very much everyone who took the time to came down especially to uh, Robert Taff uh, who um basically came down when his uh, wife was very much about to give birth because she actually has subsequently. So uh, Ruby Mia Taff has been born. I put the surname right. Uh, but congratulations to, to, to Rob and his partner for that one. Uh, well in everyone there. Um, the fitness thing, this is, this is Dan. This is where I... Bodies is the wrong way to phrase it because I want Liverpool to sign the best players that they possibly can. I want them to sign very, very good players. But this is where the idea of getting very, very, very good players versus getting very, very good players for me, begins to come in in this one. And again, I wonder whether or not these conversations are being had internally. I'm sure they are. Whether or not they're being had with the manager, you never know. But that one way in which you're able to protect these lads is by getting them one more body, one more alternative. And that's, you know, I can make a strong argument now that if the, the money is there for, for Kaita, that you, you go and get, rather than spend 70 million on one, you spend 35 million on two and get a forward and get a get a midfielder. And you've just got, you know, you, and you, trust me, you still want them to be really good players. But when I mentioned Spurs before, even if they're not really good players, there's a ton of games where you give Musa Soko 20 minutes to prove himself and fail. But it's still 20 minutes in a game where you've, where, where someone's got a rest, someone's got a break. And, you brought on a player of of at least theoretical standard, even if he goes on to not be good enough. Yeah, I think you're absolutely bang on right there. But what what's interesting, I'd like to hear your your views on it, lads. Is where do we get to that point where it becomes from going for the seventy five million pound target to then yeah, let's go for two thirty five million pounds. You know, when is that? So are you asking? Is it like literally? Is it now? Time is it in a week's time? Yeah, time is it in a week wise. and a half's time? Yeah. I, 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 I think it, it, Neil said something earlier on. He's absolutely right. It's a it's an absolutely mental market, and I and I think the problem. And a lot of other clubs are having the same problem in this market. That everyone appears to have cash, and nobody really seems that willing to sell good players. And 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 even a average midfielder, you're saying 35, 35 mil. 
well, a player who was 35 mil last season, like a Mane, for example, um, you, you're not getting a, a Mane for 35 million this season. You'd be getting a lad who would have been 15 million. You weren't season. getting a Mane for 35 million halfway through the transfer window last summer. It was, it was, it was about by, by the time. So, so I just, it, it's an absolutely crazy market, and I think to, the the the. the, the I think they persevered with Kaita because they must have been getting some indication that this was achievable. You you would have given you would have known and given up in June, wouldn't you? If if, if it wasn't if there wasn't mm. some feasibility for it, the, the surprise for me is how long it's taken to to, to, to do what Dan suggested. Um, and, 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 and I don't. We I think somebody else has said this on the show before. We, we run the risk of being the the fella in John Lewis on Christmas Eve at like four yeah. o'clock. It'll just buy, nail, it, by the buy way. absolutely anything. That is me, yeah. Neil Neil in Home and Bargain on on uh, Hanover Street on Christmas Eve. That's what that I'm is also me. <laughs> <laughs> that the, is also me. I, I think we. One ma- of your three shops. I I, I, w- <laughs> I would um, I would I would do it now. Uh, and that's my answer to, to Dan's question. Um, I think we got Wayne Alderman. You know, we got we could get a Wayne Alderman a Lovren. You know, that that's that, that, that for, for example. You know, they 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 weren't that expensive, and I would be much happier going into the season with you know another just another one of them. I, I, I don't know. I don't know any other players for any other teams. So just, <laughs> just sign just sign more of ours that can, we've can already I got. A question of of I, the players that Everton have signed, for example, because they bought a lot of lads between this twenty five thirty five minutes. There's very few of them I'm covered in saying I wish we, we were in for him. Mm. Yeah, no, and I, I mean, what what I, I think we're going to end up in is I think a lot of I think I'm, I'm concerned that we might have a busy uh, transfer deadline day. Uh, I mean, not just we. I think it, it might be a busy transfer deadline day this time for for for, for all for, clubs for all clubs and and that they 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 make me panicky. But I suppose at least after it's all over. <laughs> um, but it'll as, be content for Neil anyway. Yeah, yeah. Something uh, to have day to be honest with you, Johnny. I'm flying <laughs> the next day. Um, <laughs> Go on. Yeah, uh, so so I, I think I think if you could if 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 it was now then I, then then I would say okay we'll just get we'll, we'll get a, a, as good as good a midfielder as Wijnaldum as good a centre half as Lovren and keep Coutinho and then I'd feel I'd, I'd, if we just did that now I'd feel much happier about the season. I'd quite like to get one PC forward. If I'm not being honest with you, like one more lad who plays in wide areas. You always want one more of them, though. I know, and that's that's because that's what Alex Ferguson would do. Yeah, and yeah. And, and and he was good. I think Solanke's looked really good. I think he has, but I'm not putting him in wide areas. Okay. If anything, and, and again, this is back to what you're doing with the young players, and I want to talk about the young players a little bit. Like, I think Woodburn's looked great. I think it's a lovely finish at the weekend. I think Lovely so, through ball too from, yeah. uh, for, for Sturridge's goal the other day. I, yeah, I think there's, the, the intelligence on him, Dan, is, is, is just remarkable for a player of his age. And so... I almost I, I don't I want him to be getting twenty minutes here and there, but I want those twenty minutes to be in Liverpool sides that are two 0 up, three yeah. one up, two, twenty minutes of 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 experienced Premier League football when the lads around you are pairing, not a half year or even ninety minutes there when there's you know the lads around you are all either You're getting bit, beat by Swansea at home in January yeah. or something, or or, or are all a bit second choice, or all a little bit. You know, I think the idea of there's I'm trying to think I'm trying to think the perfect sub is Liverpool at home to Burnley on the 16th of September. The three 0 up, uh, Mane and Salah have both netted, and you bring them on for Coutinho who's playing behind yeah. those two and Firmino, and he gets twenty minutes of that football and of experience in that where Burnley won't stop working, won't stop trying to kick him off the park. Mm. But the lads around him are going, no, this is how we get you through. And that's what my, that, that, for all these young lads, that, that should be the introduction they get, not yeah. getting lashed in. We, we need to protect them. They don't want to be in a situation whereby we're 1-0 down, there's 10 to go, and the fans are getting on the back because he, maybe he's given the ball away. You know, that, that's what we need to avoid. Um, to be honest, out of all of that, that group of players, you'd say, yeah, protect a lot of them. 
I don't think that Trent Alexander-Arnold no. needs protecting whatsoever. No, I'm playing him at Watford. There's a lot of people saying, "Oh, there's that a big side. You could throw Gomez in at right yeah. back and maybe play Trent at Hoffenheim." Yeah, maybe. But I just sort of think, and again, I'd, I hope to see this manager go. No, we're playing our football, and this is the way we play our football. I think he looks great. Yeah, and I'm always one. I'm always the kind of guy who's trying to protect young players and go easy on them. But I look at him. I think he's ready, and especially when he gets into that final third. Sometimes uh, I like Klein as well. He's a solid seven out of ten player most weeks. But he can get into that final third and then stop play and slow things down and it's that you know, two or three seconds where they're getting back in. Where what we've seen from Trent is he's getting into that final third and the ball's still moving, he's doing things one touch, he's linking up with Salah. I think 100% he's ready. So while we're saying, yeah, we want to protect these young lads, I don't see an issue with him. Um, the next thing on this, in amongst all these young lads, is the manager knows them, Johnny. And this is where, again, and why there's so much of this conversation is a head-wrecking conversation. You balance it either way. And I think I'm going to talk more about this on the Tuesday review, but you know, it's something that Sean Rogers often cites is the Guardiola line, that there's things he hopes, there's things he thinks, and there's things he knows. Uh, and again, I do wonder with our manager whether or not whether or not he's decided on some level that with unless something quite exceptional happens, somewhere gets a certain ring, the club get a certain ring from a certain agent for a certain player, he's almost going with, well, I've just spent the summer with these boys and this is now what I know and I can plan around what I know and I'm not that interested in planning around a ton of hypotheticals and I, that's that's what I'm beginning to think we might be seeing here a manager who, who, who knows these lads and so therefore feels no nah, I'm going to get this and I'm going to get this and I'm going to get this it's, that stuff's easy to think until it happens and listen there are no absolutes in football are there? I think I think I've heard you said before Neil about the, none of these decisions are binary it's not 100% one and north for the other there's 60, 40, 65 uh, well crap at math 35 Johnny <laughs> 65, 35 I'll do all the heavy lifting on the numbers thank you, thank you. Um, in, in terms of make it, making those decisions and again as I was trying to say earlier on if we're trying to convince ourselves of well, what what could, how could this work this year, I think there's definitely been seasons under Brendan Rodgers where we've we've shipped out nine and we've signed nine in, and the integration of so much, that level of turnover of players mm. makes it very very hard to to have con- continuity. And out of those nine players that you sign, then fifty percent may not work. And so that that level of change we're not having to deal with this season. I know. Um, uh, Robbo interviewed those guys from Australia the other week about this this cohesion metric, and I found that was really really interesting. And I wonder if if, if you were going to try and convince yourself that there could Spurs be Spurs last season. Yeah, the the the, con- the continuity um, has got some merit. There's there's no guarantee that Lacazette is going to land into an Arsenal team and and suddenly hit the ground running in in, in the Premier League. He could do S- similar with with. Um, with other signings, Morata's not necessarily going to going to um, set the Premier League alight. He could do because, but there's definitely as much as we'd like it to be true, the team who spends the most money doesn't always win the league. Man City have been testament to that for for probably the last six or seven seasons. So you you can you can make an argument for for cohesion. I just, I, but I do think we're relying on fitness. Relying on fitness uh, becomes difficult. It is. To begin to sort of sum it up, Adam, you keep pulling it back to what we said at the start. It's, it is the balance, and it's 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 not being it's it's the significance, I think, and I think that's what what, again, what we thought we were going to get. We thought we were going to get a summer of significance, one that you'd look mm. back on, and maybe look back on in three years' time, and maybe say, you know what, we haven't invested a lot of money since then, but that's what I think the hope was was that it was going to be a summer where we were able to say, well, listen, you know, we've we've been through a bit here. It's been a bit of a rocky 
however long. There's no there's no guarantees in football. There's no guarantees after the signing we've made. We still come top four, let alone top one. But we we, we feel as though we're best placed to do so. And I think that that's that's what I think has has, has rattled everyone's head. And mm. and that's what's triggered by the Lallana injury is being aware of exactly just how flimsy all this is. Yeah, and 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 it, it is a, quite a movable feast in terms of how people feel really, because you 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 sometimes do go from oh, wow, look at that bench, there's a lot there, to suddenly you know one thing can happen and and it, and it all starts to look a lot more threadbare. The, the I, I do wish the transfer window would close before the season starts because what it does is um is is that it can it can give you a bit of it, it can it can kick on the momentum and and we could do with that before the season started. But it, the two things it does is that it 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 dictates how everyone's feeling as this show has been about, and it also helps you towards the you know the the the, the tough part of the season when the, the injuries are starting to kick. Um, so at the moment at the moment it's 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 those two things that we need, especially you know just just a, just a little a, a little something to make us feel good before Watford. But we're also all looking forward to Watford. I'm expecting to see a really, really, a really, really good Liverpool performance, Dan. Uh, there's lots of players to be excited about, not just the young ones, even seeing the, the, the new signing Salah. And this is it. This is this is where all of this... And I'm sure the manager probably feels the same way as Adam, but for a different reason in that. I'm sure that football managers on the whole, the vast majority of them, people who work in football, they want it to be about what's on the pitch. Mm. Look at what's on the pitch. Worry about what's on the pitch. It's all about the pitch. You're worrying about all this other stuff. No, no, no. I'm not picking a side that I don't think can get me a result across 90 minutes. You focus on what's on the pitch and then let everything else look after itself. And that... Getting that attitude is, I think, the the thing that we all want to have, uh, first and foremost. We spend too much time worrying about this stuff. We want to be able to just look at Watford and it's 90 minutes and, and Liverpool should be able to put an 11 out that, that should be pretty confident of beating Watford, albeit they've got Marco Silva now. Yeah, um, and it would just alleviate a lot of the woes the fan base are feeling right now. Go out on Watford, get a win, and we can start to breathe again. Because right now it feels like panic stations, everything's doom and gloom at the minute. But go out on a pitch and we win. I still, I'm not sure what that starting eleven is going to be. Um, said earlier on, I think Milner will play left back. So do I. Yeah, because he's young guy's coming in right back. He's going to have a bit of balance in that back four. So if we say Mignolet in goal, are you doing the team now? Yeah, go on. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, obviously Mignolet. I know he's played Carrier on board, but Mignolet will start for me. Uh, Milner, Massup, Lovren, and then Trent at right back. Midfield three. I'm, I think Khan will drop out. Um, you don't think he might have him for the size and physicality he scores there last season I, th- I thought that but who does he then drop because he's going to play Henderson I think he might play Henderson I think he might drop Wijnaldum I think it would be Wijnaldum so I, it wouldn't surprise me if he thinks I want to get I want to get this from four on the pitch so I'll go Henderson Emre Coutinho Firmino Mane Salah I think that's what he might yeah. end up going with he might just think I'll just go a little bruisier in there with Emre I had the same thing basically I had the same team as you and I wasn't sure about Chan and Wijnaldum and yeah. I decided Wijnaldum probably would be in I just think sorry no I decided Chan would be in and yeah, Wijnaldum yeah. Chan scored the goal of the season yeah. on that pitch about five games ago for him so definitely yeah Okay then, a huge thank you to Johnny, uh, to Dan and to Adam. It's been the Anfield wrap this week. Uh, Liverpool should be beginning to feel good about the season ahead and yet one injury does rock all of our confidence and yet and yet, Liverpool with a poorer squad, a less fit squad, won at Watford uh, back in May. We might feel completely different by the time this comes out. Something could something could happen and make us look fools. <laughs> we could, well, probably, you know. let's hope. 
Uh, I'm used to that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Recording shows at this time of year is fraught with difficulties and danger. Yeah. There's loads of them on tour player if you want it £5 a month. Uh, loads and loads of fantastic stuff. Find out what's happening at other clubs as we're bringing uh, the coach home and the Friday show back away from 50-50 football and doing it back on the players so you'll be able to hear all of that there. Uh, plus everything else that we do all the time. Uh, looking at games, previewing and reviewing. And we've got the European ones to come as well next season. That has been the Anfield Wrap this week. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.